This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. everyone and welcome back to my podcast. This episode is a little bit different so I wanted to do a quick little intro because this is not an episode that you normally hear on my podcast. I was actually on another podcast but the conversation was so great that I wanted to share it with you. So I am joined by the Experian team and I'm zooming in from Miami. It was a really fun conversation that I had with them, and I loved being on the opposite end of the mic. I do so many podcasts, but being on the opposite end is always so much fun, and this is coming at such a perfect time because we are talking about all things finance. So this episode is a really fun and valuable conversation, and no, I am no financial expert, but I did recently buy a house in Charlotte, and I am looking to buy a house in Miami. And we talked all about that experience and I have gotten so many DMs that you guys are doing the exact same thing. You guys are in the home buying process or you're starting the home buying process by saving up for a down payment first. So it is a really fun conversation. I have not always been interested in finance as much. I feel like I've always had some sort of interest, but I recently got really into like my own personal finance, I would say when I graduated college. And so I've learned a lot along the way. I've had amazing people teach me and help me along the way. And I wanted to share my own experience, especially as someone who's 25 and like going through it. I feel like we're at a similar stage in life. So I'm really excited. And I mean, like you're going to hear in this podcast, I have always been interested in money, but you'll just see like I've learned so much more throughout my 20s. I also never knew about investing or buying property. I just always loved having financial freedom and that was always such a priority for me. But trust me, guys, I was so lost when it came to growing my money. I was great at like making money, saving money, but when it came to growing it, I was just so confused and I literally knew nothing. So you're going to hear all about my journey. You're going to hear about my experience and I'm just very, very excited to share it with you. I also talk about my next financial goals for 2022. I talk about what I learned through the renovation process, what I learned from buying my first home, all of that stuff. It's such a casual conversation that is super informative and hopefully helps you if you are in the similar process as well. So I'm very excited for this episode. And again, this is just a fun episode that I hope that you guys get some value from. But no, I am not an expert, but I love being on the other side of the mic and sharing my experience. So this episode was actually recorded in the beginning of 2020, hence the comments about snow, New Year's resolution, but all of the topics that we covered are still relevant today and I am still on the house hunt mission in Miami so still very relevant to what I'm going through so without further ado let's get into the episode and thank you Experian Go for having me on the pod all right what's up guys it is 2022 this is season two of I can't even credit the podcast you can afford to listen to. <laughs> I'm Brittany. This is Brian. B&B. B&B, B squared, if you will. And we are just very excited for today. We are going to be chat- chatting with Natalie Barbu, social media influencer, host of The Real Real Podcast, and so much more. But before we get into that convo, let's talk 2022, Brian. We are new year, new me, new goals. Let's talk resolutions for this year for finances, savings, investments. What are you going to do this year? 
Where are you at? Listen, this year I am trying to buy my first property. I just moved to Houston, so I'm super excited. I'm trying to buy my first property, of course, safe for emergencies and all of that and get into more of a um, investment. And that's why we have Natalie here because she's going to give us all the tea. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Oh, gosh, well, I'm kind of in the same boat. I really want to buy something. Um, but it's just, I feel overwhelmed when I think about it. So then I just don't think about it. And then I'm like, well, maybe next year, but this is the year, this is my year. And that is why I'm so excited to have Natalie on with us because she has experience in these things and we're going to be getting to that. But first, Natalie, welcome. We are so happy to have you and we have so many questions for you, but first, how are you doing? How's Miami? (laughs) I am so excited to be on the podcast, and yeah, Miami is really good. It's been warm in Miami. I know everywhere else is like super cold and snowing, and even in North Carolina, there's snow, um, which never really happens. Um, so Miami's been nice and warm, so I really have been loving it. That's awesome. Are you all settled in from moving? Yep. Yep. All settled in and really kind of getting my, you know, routine down. I've been like making friends, which is so hard to do as an adult. Um, but no, seriously, it's, <laughs> it's been, it's been really good. That's amazing. So if you guys don't already know, Natalie is looking to buy a house in Miami. <laughs> but, um, as you know, people don't really like talking about money. Don't like talking about like what they're doing on the sidelines. It's normally a very hush hush taboo topic, but not today. We're going to go there with Natalie. We're going to ask you all the hard questions and how you got into this, but let's just start with how you got interested in personal finance. Who taught you what you know? Why, how, how did you do these things? Why are you the way you are? <laughs> Especially yeah. So, <laughs> um, so I'll, I would say I feel like I didn't know anything about personal finance until I graduated college. Like it's been a really long time of me not really fully understanding personal finance. I always, when I was younger, had jobs. So I got my first job when I was 16. I was working at Chick-fil-A, like working at a fast food Ooh. restaurant. Then I was working at, in retail. Then I was working at a car wash. Like So I always made money and I always was like, very interested in making money. So that was always an interest of mine from a really young age. I actually have a journal from when I was younger, from when I was like in second grade. And it said my hobbies. And, you know, most kids are probably like, oh, like playing with their dolls and doing whatever. Mine was collecting money. And I don't know why that was like a hobby of mine when I was younger, because that's just like so weird. And like, I don't remember like ever getting an allowance or getting money. Like, I don't know where I was collecting it, but that was like a hobby of mine when I was younger. So I always was interested in that, but I never knew anything about saving, investing, what to invest in, what buying a house entails, why credit cards are important, why, like, I didn't know any of that. I just knew that I liked to work and I liked to be able to have like financial freedom. So until I graduated college, I started really being interested in it because I was like, everyone's talking about investing and growing their money and, you know, putting stuff away for savings, like buying a house. And I'm like, I don't know anything about that. So I honestly started just like watching YouTube videos about it. I started talking to my parents a lot more about it because my parents were in like the industry of, you know, buying houses and my mom's a realtor. And so I had like was able to talk to her about it and talk to my parents, which was really, really nice. But it was never something that was like talked about when I was younger. It was never something that like I knew from a young age, I just kind of had to teach myself and then ask questions and ask like the right questions. 
Yeah. So my question is like, what steps did you take to buy your first home? Like, what were those steps for those who are looking to do that? Yeah. So once I realized that I wanted to buy a house, I hadn't kind of set it as a goal. I was like, okay, I want to buy a house by the end of this year, or I want, you know, and I want that to be an investment property for me and, and something that I like accomplish. And so one thing that I started doing was looking at the housing market, like in my area, I was like, how much do houses cost? Like, what is something that's, cause I didn't even know, like, I honestly, like until I feel like, unless you're like interested in that, or you're looking for yourself, you don't know the cost of a house. Like, yeah, I don't know. No. I feel like that's not like stuff everyone knows. So I started like downloading all the realtor apps and I started looking and I was like, okay, what is something that I like that I would want? And like, what's the average cost for it? So once I figured out the average cost, I was like, okay, how do I, how much money do I actually need? Cause obviously you don't actually need the whole amount of the house. You know, if a house is 500,000, you don't need $500,000 in cash, but like, what is the amount that I need in my bank account? And so I started kind of working backwards. And then once I realized, oh, okay, I need this much money to save for a down payment. Can I afford the monthly mortgage? Okay, I can. Okay, then how much money can I save every single month to reach this? And like, I also started reserving like, okay, how much money do I want in my bank account for a safety cushion? So I kind of started just working backwards. And then from there, set up a plan with how much I would distribute to a safety net and how much I would distribute to like a down payment. And then and making sure that I could always afford the mortgage for the house, but set a budget, looked at the housing costs, I started realizing the exact amount that I needed for the down payment. And then I started like working from there. So I think working backwards is the best way to do it. And started just talking to people too that have done it before. So lots of YouTube videos, lots of reaching out and talking to people. Um, and then I also worked on getting pre approved because I wanted to start um, start like actually looking at houses and touring houses. And I don't know where you live, but the market where I was looking in Charlotte, was moving very, very quickly. And so I knew yeah. that if I found something, I, I needed to put an offer in. And so I knew that I needed to get pre-approved. So I talked to someone to get pre-approved, um, which pretty much just means that like you can most likely afford this house that costs this much and like you're most likely going to get a loan for it. So that's the, kind of the steps that I did when I started realizing I was interested. But it took a long time to save money. Like it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I have enough money. Sweet. Let me go buy one. Like it's it's yeah. a plan. Like you have to plan it out. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's a good point because realtors don't even look your way here in California if you're like not pre-approved. They're just like, oh, you're not serious because these houses go in a day. So right. hours. <laughs> right. But what was right. the hardest thing that you were just not completely not expecting that kind of took you by surprise with the home buying experience, if anything? I would say how difficult it was as someone who's self-employed to show, you know, that you are qualified to purchase a home. So they look at everything and yeah. it's not, you might think like, oh, I'm making a lot of money this year. Like I'm fine. No, they look at your entire history and like they make sure for the past few years that you've been making money. They look at the past few years that like they look at your credit history, how long you've had credit. They look at um, like how much money you have in the bank account. Like they look at everything and it's so much harder to get pre-approved as someone who is self-employed and especially someone who is newly self-employed. So I would say that that really shocked me because, you know, I thought like, oh, I have the money. I'm making enough money for the mortgage. That should be it. No, it's not. <laughs> Look at so much. More <laughs> They're like, that. we need the receipts. <laughs> exactly. And for years, right. and not even just your receipt from this year. They need your receipt for the past, like, at least two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. 
I have a question about um, the renovations that you did. I saw your YouTube video. You did this uh, of your house in Charlotte. It was absolutely beautiful. Like, so how did you renovate it? You gutted like this old 1950s house. Yep. I think it was 1950s, 1970s house. And you gutted it and uh, renovated the entire thing. So how did you find the cash to do that, to make that renovation? Like, what did you Yeah, so that? with that also, I had to budget how much money the renovation would cost. So before I did that, I got people in to look at the house and to give me quotes and estimates on what is this going to cost? How much is this going to be? And then I started calculating, will I make a profit if I put in this much money off of it? Because my whole, the like I wanted to sell it for a profit. I wanted it to be an investment. So I started looking at the market and I started looking, what are houses that are renovated to this degree selling for? And like, what are they, how fast are they selling? And what areas are they in? And is this neighborhood, you know, a neighborhood that actually like would sell a house that is renovated to this degree? So it was a lot of research and a lot of like, quotes before I even decided on doing anything um, or before I decided on the scale of it. And so once I decided on that and once I got quotes on that, it was kind of the same thing of working backwards and having different buckets. So buckets for the down payment, buckets for the renovation, um, and then also making sure that the renovation was not just like a free for all and like, okay, I'm going to do things along the way. Everything was planned from before I started because I think the mistake for renovations is when you don't have a budget because you don't I had no idea how much a renovation costs. I didn't know if you asked me like, oh, how much do wood floors cost or how much do cabinets cost or how much does a door cost or whatever? Like literally no clue. I couldn't even give you a ballpark because I was so lost. So (laughs) I had to get people that knew more than me and that did this for a living come and tell me. And that's when I had worked backwards and made sure that it would actually be profitable and that it was actually like I could actually save money every single month to put into that renovation. So it was more of like a backwards thought process again to make sure that um, I could do that. But with the renovation, because I had already purchased the house, I had to make sure that I kind of had like enough money coming in and enough money saved to art to actually do it because I didn't have as long to save as like when you plan to buy a house and then, you know, you can wait a year, two years and actually like save up for it. So it, it had to be something that was like feasible in like the short period of time that I was doing it. Yeah. Budgeting for renovations is no joke. We redid our bathroom, just cosmetic things that you would think that would be no money at all. Like, I mean, a couple hundred dollars or something like that. But I was like, wow, we're going into the thousands here because I don't know, I guess I have expensive tastes. I have a problem. And that was just like mind blowing, not having because I didn't have a budget going into that. So that's a really good tip. What are your next yeah. financial goals for this year, Natalie? What tell us what you're up to. We want to know your next moves. Yeah. So my number one goal is to buy a house in Miami. So I would love to buy a house and turn it into either a long-term or short-term rental. So I don't necessarily want to move into it, but I want to have the ability to move into it in the future. So like in the meantime, having it as a rental and then like in the future, being able to actually live in it myself. So I would love to do that. And that's like a hundred, like my top goal for 2022 is to buy a house in Miami. Buying a house in Miami is really difficult because they are so expensive, like so much more expensive than Charlotte. I would say double the price of, you know, what you get in Charlotte, if not more. Um, And it's just a lot harder because it's like such a hot market that everyone's coming in. People are coming in with like cash offers. People are coming in, like putting an offer down before they even see the house. So it's just so competitive. And I know that it's going to take me a lot longer to find a house in Miami than it did in Charlotte. 
hundred yeah. percent. But that's like my number one financial goal. Saving more money is definitely another goal of mine. And also I'm, I'm someone that I wasn't as comfortable with investing before. Like I didn't really fully understand investing in the stock market or, um, investing in, you know, like putting your money to, to actually have it grow. And so I'm really want to get more comfortable and like more knowledgeable in that because I, sometimes feel like very safe with my money. Like I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have it yes. in a savings account and that's it, which is obviously good if I'm like buying a house, but I also want to make sure that I am growing it too. And so that's a goal is just to like educate myself more on that and to better understand it. So I can put aside money to actually invest in like different things besides real estate. Yeah. I love it. I know. I love it. I'm like, I need to get on Natalie's <laughs> level. I am just uh, yeah this is the year this is the year we can do this brian (laughs) (laughs) we do though i need to do it too (laughs) i'm learning (laughs) Uh, what would you tell somebody who's just starting out who has maybe has no idea what their credit score even is or if or what a credit score is or if they even have one what would you tell somebody who wants to buy a place of their own but is just like new to credit completely has no idea Yeah. So I think a lot of times it's, you don't even know like what's good credit, how much credit do you need to have or how many years of credit do you need to have? And so I think number one, start looking at what you need to buy a house. What are they asking for? So even talk to like a mortgage lender or someone that's going to give you a pre-approval and ask them all of the documents and everything that they need so that you at least know like where you stand. Um, But look at your credit score. And if you don't have credit, I think it is so important to get credit and to start building credit. And I think a lot of times credit is a really scary word because it's like, oh my God, like sometimes people think credit cards are evil because, you know, you get in debt and it, it like can ruin lives and all of this. But I think it's all about how you use it. Like it's not the credit card that's bad. It's about like the way that you're using it that's bad. So I think as long as you are responsible and you understand that you should treat it like cash, like I honestly, I always treat credit cards like cash. Like if I don't have the money in the bank, like I'm not going to put it on my credit card. So I would definitely mention that you're having like good money habits if you do start building your credit. But that is so important because you will not buy a house without it like it's just like especially in a competitive like landscape like you're not going to buy the house if you don't have good credit and it's not even just like okay yes you're building your credit but a lot of credit cards have points and you can earn like travel perks and rewards and all of that that actually can help you like save money also in the long run and just form better money habits so i would say the first thing is just not have fear around it because it's actually not scary and educate yourself about it and set limits and set boundaries with yourself with how you're going to use it so you can start building it in a really healthy way. And there's so many like apps out there and websites and like Experian Go can help you with seeing like how to actually build credit and what goes into your credit score because there's so much that goes into your credit score. Absolutely. I was just going to say, I think Experian Go is the perfect tool because it's just like a a credit like overload of library of tools and everything that you can use. It's absolutely free and just teaches you everything from very start to, you know, being an expert like our girl Natalie over here. No, I'm just kidding. We're all still learning, but, um, Natalie, it's been such a great conversation with you. I wish we could sit here all day and pick your brain, but I know you're busy. You got to get back to, you know, Oh, everything that you do, world domination. But um, what are your social medias? Where can people find you? Where can I listen to more? Where can I see everything on social that you do? 
Yeah, so you can follow me at Natalie Barbu. So just N-A-T-A-L-I-E-B-A-R-B-U. And my podcast is The Real Real Podcast. I also have an app that just released for like content creators if you are interested in that called Rella Social. So you can find that on the app store. So yeah, Natalie Barbu can find you if you search that, you'll you'll kind of see everything else. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a guest here today. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate us, review us and on Apple Podcasts. Um, Brian, where can everybody find us on social for Experian? Yes, they can find us at Experian on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find us at Experian underscore US on Twitter and Snapchat. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening today. And that's a wrap on Episode one, season two, I can't even credit podcast. podcast Thanks so much for having me. Afford to listen to. Thanks, Natalie. We'll talk to you later. Bye.